So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know, like touching flower, was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Good boy. Good boy. Wah, wah, wah. You fucking blew it. Welcome to another episode of the Moper Motor Podcast. Episode. Who knows, dude? 64? 60 something. We lost count. I think it's 64. (laughs) Ashley never had a count to lose. (laughs) I just know it's 60 something because I heard the 60. I wasn't on it. She was here for at least 30 or 40 of them. I think maybe more than that. I don't oh, know. I think so. I think she's been for most. Someone else knows that we don't. We don't. She might Dude. have missed 10 of them. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad we're here doing it again. Welcome to Moped Monday on a Sunday. Yeah. Your oh, local yeah. neighborhood friendly podcast. I have a dog uh, that's really upset beside me. Yeah. Once those noodles in your lap, dude. Yeah. You cough them up. Dude. Um, I wish somebody wanted my noodle in my lap. I'm going to choke on so i hopped online and i ordered a little thing and i went to moped rich i saw those i thought they were cute and i got moped socks so lou thanks for these moped socks they're kind of cool i'm into them and i'm excited to wear them with pride so you guys check out uh, mopedrich.com he does a cool moped blog and you know, he's in the Magnetos, official Moped Club branch from Moped Army, um, and his socks are fucking sweet, and he has a bunch of other cool stuff, and I don't know, him and uh, Break the Cycle Moto, they both, we talked about it last week, they did the swap, where like, Steen wrote a uh, blog post for his site, well the next week, bam, they switched up again, and uh, Lou wrote a blog post for her site, so check out uh, Break the Cycle Moto or Moped Rich, because they are doing cool moped blogs weekly, or at least Frequently enough to, you know, make them interesting. And also, fucking Lou has another moped calendar that came out for this year. He did one last year, and it's out again this year. And it comes with a dose uh, order while supplies last. So go to dose cycles and uh, order. Or if you can't put your sticker on your shit correctly, it's sod cycles. (laughs) 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 Hit dose and order up a fucking uh, something, anything from the site. And while supplies last, you'll get a moped calendar for the year from... uh, Moped Rich, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, these socks are dope. They look like they're 3D printed. Yeah, they're nice, and they're soft. They got a little liner on the inside. I'm into them. I think they're going to be pretty comfy. I think this one's already been jerked off in. Oh, my God. (laughs) I only do that in tube socks. (laughs) You know, remember my childhood days, you know? Oh, teenage years. Dude, the first time. God, that rocks. Uh, no, fuck it. First of all, I accidentally ejaculated. Uh, I was reading an encyclopedia, trying to find out about my penis, and then stuff came out. I was like, no! What is this? The first time I accidentally ejaculated. I didn't know what I was doing, dude. I was just like, did a little twitch it, dude, and it was like, make sure you know. I was like, oh, what happened? I was like, oh, that felt kind of good. Let's see if I can make that happen again. All downhill. And again and again and again and again for the rest of my life. God. Oh my. Dude, this week's been pretty cool on mopeds. I did nothing. Nothing? 
Mm. Even, really? I don't even think I looked at a moped. We didn't do anything last Monday? Or Sunday? No, I don't think so. I mean, I we talked about everything on the podcast last week. And then since then, I haven't done anything. Damn, well. Oh, moped Monday. Thomas and I went to help Richie unload. Oh, yeah, you guys were out of town. We were out of town. That's in what happened. Yeah, we got put to work. Maryland. <clears throat> Richie Satan back in the But game. we did hear Richie what happened Satan. on Moped Monday. I hope it's not Richie oh, Satan. Oh, yeah. Did I, you hear I, what happened? I, so I missed the ride, but go ahead and fill it in, dude. So apparently Sunday night, um, the girls went out riding and they met the scooter dude. I say the girls. Jax was with them. Same thing. And um, <laughs> they met the scooter dude and they were like, he's so like into like he's riding just like with us. us. Man. He's just like us, but he has a scooter. He's Got his so own cool. gang club name and they yeah, have I meetings. Sounds like we can convert them, dude. So Mouse, Thompson, and I are driving up to like, it's kind of sort of Baltimore area. It's not in Baltimore. It's on the outskirts of Baltimore. Anne Arundel County is where it is. Ooh. And uh, we get this call from Justin. And he's panic, panicking, <laughs> pandemonium. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Has the shop blown up? Like no, something's goes, caught fire. We're all like, okay, but some crazy shit just happened. And he's like breathing okay. heavy and like in his just an anxiety voice. And I'm like, oh, like we're like looking at each other. I'm like, did something catch fire? Like, like what? And then he's like, so the scooter guy that they met yesterday came to the shop and he's talking about how a scooter goes 90 miles an hour, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, come on, bro, show me. Let's go up and race. <laughs> and we all know how racing goes. You don't need a helmet because we're just riding in the, in the alley. I'm like, all right. Well, what happened? And so he go, takes that, it, the scooter guy, crosses over to, into the next alley to like, there's like a small open parking lot. But as soon as the guy crosses over the street to get into the next alley, he just like whiskey throttles it, and there's no end to that alley. It just drops off into the next street, off like a onto a public road, off street. an embankment. So he like cra- he like whiskey throttled through the grass and leapt off this like ledge, ledge. <laughs> kind of a ledge, yeah, across the sidewalk and crashed into the street and was knocked out cold. Damn! And Justin was like, "I think he's dead, man." <laughs> I was, I was like, like where are you? He's like, I'm at the garage. <laughs> We're like, where's dude? Oh, they called the ambulance. There's a bunch of people down there. You knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Just like, I was high. They called the police. I left. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, so we made some phone calls and like to check back up on them. And they're like, uh, I think Alexis, somebody's like picking up the phone, whoever the fuck we call. And they're like, oh no, he's cool. Like they're smoking a joint and like drinking a beer. Now he's fine. He's drinking some water. Yeah, he's drinking some so water. Smoking cigarettes. They drug his moped back, drug him back. The ambulance came, checked Damn. him out. He refused to go to the hospital, refused yeah, to really be evaluated. And then they took him back to the garage and let him drink his sorrows away. He drank water. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, because apparently he's too blitz to fucking not whiskey throttle it off a ledge on a scooter. <laughs> with no helmet. With no helmet. What the fuck? We, we get so these the, panic phone calls on the way. I'm like, oh my gosh, why are y'all calling us? The fr- yeah, what's the first thing? All right, let's go race. Well, well you, you're like, first of all, no, <laughs> let's not. 
<laughs> Let's start there in second. In a if we do, lot. I need like, a fucking helmet on you, idiot. Like, what are you doing? Ah, fuck it. This dude sounds like a party, dude. Let's uh, bring him out, man. Still have not met him. Don't I'm, know anything about him. I'm ready to meet him. I'm excited. I'm not. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm like, you guys are like revving mopeds and drag racing in the alley where we have like a city garage and people are always pissed at us constantly. Like, Coming from the guy who talks shit to everyone. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I choose my battles carefully, you know? Uh, sort of. They're not going to fight back. We're good. <laughs> yeah, you don't give them, give them any information. You know who they are. But, like, you know, still, uh, Lexus is like, no, it's fine. We got it all under control. Everybody's being quiet. I'm like, yeah, right, dude. Whatever, dude. At least we know that guy's down to party. So hopefully it'll 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 turn out in our favor, dude. I know I know he's down to race. He can clearly dump <laughs> money into a, a, a scooter. Yeah, dude. So I'm going to dump some money in mopeds. Yeah. And convert all the scooter friends. And next thing you know, Richmond just grows, like... He doesn't seem like someone I want to hang out with. I don't know, man. I haven't met him yet. I'm ready to find out. I'm not judging him. And Justin went to the scooter rally. He said he was flexing on everybody on his clean break. Shout out to... uh, He said I was flexing on him. Kind kind of. of. Yeah. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. It's like either tell us you were and it's a lie. You were stunned or you were Exactly. Kind of. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Freeze Your Balls Off. I can't remember. What's the club? Who throws it? The Inceptors? The... Inceptioners. I don't know. It's something like that. Who cares? I could tell you. <laughs> Whatever. Some scooter club. Incriminators. In yeah, incriminators. Oh, yeah. See, they I was do, close. We do a rally every year called uh, Freeze Your Balls Off and Seven Hill Scooter Club and Justin and Frankie and a couple of other friends went down for that. Um, I'm curious what the turnout our was. Our buddy Conan from uh, Manic Mopeds was there. Oh, yeah. I saw mm-hmm. his pipe that uh, Ryan made, the, his uh, crank pipe for his um, NS50. Mm-hmm. Whoa, bud. That thing is sweet looking. Super long and the fucking kick up stinger. Long as hell. It's like kicks way up high. He's like, like a dirt flapper bike. to keep the brain out of it. <laughs> no, it comes straight. It comes level, but it's sick, dude. Thing's so good. Who made it for him? Um, Crank pipe. Crinks. Oh. Yeah, that new hot shit. That new hotness. Dude, and Thomas started filming a little video. We got 45 minutes. We got to cut it down so people can will actually watch it. And I, I forgot to like take E50 apart and film that, but it starts off with like cleaning the cases and the basic uh, bullshit dirty garage moped E50 build from start to finish. And I think we're going to cut the first video and just like <laughs> putting the motor together, gluing it, getting your bearings on the crank and all that shit, and getting the, the whole engine together. And then the next video is going to be putting your timing, your ignition in, getting the timing set, getting the clutches in tuned, and everything. Might be three different videos or so. Yeah, some yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, we're right. doing things. We're trying to make more content. Well, dude, I was stuff trying for to fun. I don't know how to do it, right? So, like, the best way to get out there and learn how to do it is just to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. So, and Mark Matt from Legion's gonna help me edit it. Yeah, he's helping it. And I have like a little. I got a program over there on a disc. If you want to take it home, put it on a computer or something. It's like a a light like editing software. Nothing crazy. I'll just let Matt do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, buddy. I'll stand on your shoulder. That one. Yeah, move that. Shorter. Yeah, faster. Exactly. Longer. Quicker. <laughs> Do you have any stock music you can put in? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go to, I think there's probably like some Google shit, like stockmusic.com for videos. You We're know, just going to steal the Moped Money podcast shit. intro and throw it in there. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> for the dead space. <laughs> just over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut. Yeah. All right, we're going to hop to our phone call. We're going to get it done early because it might go. Who knows how it's going to go? But we have Simon King, uh, co-founder of Moped Army, and 
the Who's the other co-founder? Uh, it's three of them. Dan and one other guy. I can't remember. But, you know, whatever. Let's get into it, dude. Let's make this call. Hello? Dude, Simon, what's up, bro? How's it going? It's going good, man. The uh, man, the is... myth, the legend. Dude, uh, <laughs> someone referred to you earlier today when I was asking questions on the internet. Like, dude, yeah, Simon's kind of like the wizard from The Wizard of Oz to me. He's just like... That mythical person behind like the curtain that like no one knows or ever sees. I've seen him once in real life. He really does exist. I swear I could. He's he's much taller in person. But yeah, dude, it's uh me, Biggie, and Ashley and Thomas in the house tonight with you. So cool. Got a full crew. Yeah, a little little full house. The original original I'm uh, here. moped staff. And the dog. And the dog. Oh, what's the dog's name? Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. He's being super cool. He can't hear you. He didn't have his headphones on. No. <laughs> good thing, too, you little shithead. Yeah, he's a good boy. A little lap dog. He's going to just like sit here and chill all day. He looks like Sharon Moon's dog quite a bit. Yeah, see that. Yeah. Uh, dude, so Simon, man. Like, what's up, bro? Like, this is crazy. Like, I'm really excited to talk to you because, like, if it wasn't for you, like so many people wouldn't be wouldn't have things to bitch about. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'm 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 happy to to be on. I mean, I've been really stoked to see you guys doing this podcast, and the the it feels like something that's brought the community together and provided visibility into stuff that's going on in a way that just wasn't there. So. <laughs> Congrats on making it so far with this. I mean, what episode number are you at? This is 64, dude. Yeah, that's 64 crazy. every single Monday, every week for over a year. Yeah, we only have yeah. enough content to do it once a month, but we somehow or another <laughs> fucking <laughs> battle through and make up enough bullshit and basically talk to each other every single week. And if occasionally we slip dick jokes and some moped content in there. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it, it takes it takes a lot of work and uh and so congrats on doing it it's i think it's great yeah appreciate it jason Thanks, does man. all the work we just show up hey that's part of the work man i i would be rambling about way worse stuff if it was my place <laughs> <laughs> really fly off the rails uh we had a couple questions uh some basic Let, stuff let's first you have to introduce yeah, yeah. yourself yeah. and who you are because some people don't know who you are Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm Simon King, and I'm one of the co-founders of the Moped Army, um, which I guess by extension uh, was one of the co-founders of the Decepticon, what is now the Decepticon branch within the Moped Army. Uh, and today, uh, and, I, and I run the website, so I, I, I still do that, um, manage the website and kind of think of myself as sort of the administrator for the, the, the organization at this point. Cool, yeah. cool. So how'd you get into mopeds, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a long, long time ago. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's weird to think about because it was like 23 years ago yeah. in 1997. Uh, and just thinking about that makes me realize like, oh, I've been into mopeds but more of my life has been spent with mopeds than without it. 
Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I was, I was, uh, living in Kalamazoo and going to college. And my friend Brennan had a moped, uh, Brennan Sang. So he's, he's one of the, one of the original members as well. And, and he had a Samadhi city bike and, you know, just loved it. And, um, thought it was super cool and need, you know, thought I just needed to get one. So that, that there wasn't like a moped store. <laughs> I forget exactly where I could, I found it online somewhere. Yeah. A lot of people got them from bike stores back in the day. Yeah. I, so it was, it was, uh, Dan, Dan Kastner and myself, uh, we, we went and found mopeds, um, online somewhere. And I'm th- I don't remember. I mean, it could have been Craigslist. that that was around back then or it could have been like Usenet or you know some old old platform but we we found mopeds um actually in pittsburgh which is funny because that's where i live now (laughs) and um you know 23 years ago we drove out here from michigan to to pick up two motobicanes um and you know just fell in love with it and sort of needed to get more people into it and 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 so we just we just kept buying bikes and fixing them up and convincing our friends to ride them and what was that cost um, back then yeah what were those bikes costing back then you know it varied because you'd find them you'd you'd find them just uh for almost nothing in a in a barn somewhere that people were just happy to have you take it away um but it was pretty common to spend you know, three, four hundred hours on a on a on a good condition bike. Yeah. yeah. That's still about average. I feel like the market is sort of stagnant. Like it really hasn't changed that much. No, sometimes like we get lucky, we get a good deal on it, but like I paid five fifty for a Samadhi city bike not that long ago that was like pretty mint. So I mean the prices have definitely gone up on like really nice bikes, but you know, on average it's I don't know. It's gone up a little bit, but not much, you know. Like unless you live in a big city where you're just getting outrageous prices, because yeah, that New York price. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like my my story of discovering mopeds is pretty similar to other people. You know, you 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 stumble across the fact that they exist, and then you you just want to get into it. You yeah, it's to, like a, like a vagina for me. <laughs> <laughs> Stumble right across it, dude. Like, like a lady in the street, dude. <laughs> Found out that they exist, and I was like, man, I gotta get into that. Just <laughs> one of many setups I'm sure I can do for you tonight. <laughs> Boom! Right out of the park, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> in the crowd goes <laughs> oh and, god you know michigan michigan is a great place to get into mopeds when it's but you know i mean it's i think it's still like this i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure but back then it was like you know you pay like 15 bucks or something you get a sticker that's good for three years you don't need insurance uh no one's checking whether the vin number you gave them means anything and um it's super easy to get people into them and and be on the road yeah like the vin number thing here is like a joke like you can just like make something up or put it on the bike and i literally turn ones into t's 
<laughs> yeah, it's super yeah. super easy here, and it's just like I've also registered them as Thomas mopeds. <laughs> 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 they don't fucking know, and they don't care. They just want your thirty five bucks. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> funny story. Um, we had the early early episode where we talked about doing um doing titles for people who couldn't get titles because we're like, oh, well, it's really easy for us to get them here. Oh, it costs a little yeah. bit of money, a little bit of time. Like, yeah. sure, I'll help some people out. Like, send me your stuff. Like. And the Magnetos hit me up, and they wanted a bunch of bikes done. I probably, I probably still owe them like another five titles, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll do them. Sure, no big deal." Like, I hate the DMV, so it's like, "Did you get the tax bill from it?" And then a the new shit, you can only do a couple at a time. So I was like, "Oh, going in doing like three at a time, like multiple days." I'm just like, "This sucks," but whatever. They got them titles. I forgot to take them off of my shit. I got a, I got a bill for them this year. Mm. I, I owe two hundred bucks. <laughs> you don't. You don't you pay don't taxes pay on mopeds. Taxes on mopeds here. Um, they sent me a letter for them. You're not supposed to pay taxes on You're them. You're not supposed to. Someone Hell fucked yeah. up. Hell yeah. I'm not paying them. Yeah. You need to address it, but you shouldn't have to pay taxes. Yeah, they're like 20 bucks a piece, dude. Yeah, you shouldn't. I don't no, pay taxes uh-uh. on any of mine. All right, cool. No, that's the whole thing with mopeds here. You don't have to pay personal property tax on them. All right. Because of their year. They uh, they have no value. They qualify for personal property tax relief or something because of their age. And you registered them all as mopeds? Yeah. Yeah, no, you shouldn't get a bill for them. I called them all like $100 value when I did them or whatever. Mm-mm. Well, you learned something new in my Pimp Monday podcast. <laughs> well, I'm tight. I'm pumped on that because I'm not paying those suckers now. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can't just let it go, though. You got to. Yeah, I know. I'll be responsible. Yeah, because it, you'll park your moped on the street and they're going to put a fucking boot on it. It's not my moped. That shit's in Texas, dude. Get no, your name. Your name is on it. They'll boot your car. Some dumb stuff. Yeah. They can't take your license away anymore, though. No? Mm-mm. They can't. If, like, unpaid parking tickets and stuff. Oh, I've never yeah. had to get that bad. I don't know. Well, a lot of people do, and they're I've, like, I've, "You're I'm toxic the not poor." A ticket now. <laughs> back to my pants. Anyway, dude. So, so how was it like growing the scene like in in Kalamazoo back then? Like, I, how was it like talking your friends into these shit, feeling like funny bikes? <laughs> yeah, when like they could just go get a really cheap Honda back then, or they could buy a moped. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it grew really quickly. I mean, I was looking back at at some of the some of the archives just before this conversation and um you know it, it was very quick within a couple a couple years we had like 20 some people and then you know it grew to like 44 really quick i mean it was really really fast and i think a lot of it was that it was so early that those bikes were out there. Like nobody was scouring the, the, the barns and the garages. There's and no race for them. Just hit any yard sale at any given moment and pick a couple. Yeah. There wasn't that much of a, of a, of a demand because the scene was so young and we were building it. And so it felt, I mean, the downside was that there was very little information and really very little access to parts. So, um, we had this shop in Kalamazoo called Born Camp Bike. And we learned so much from this guy, Homer Carter, that ran that. And, you know, at this point, it was mostly a bike shop. But he used to sell mopeds back in the day. He still had some. He had a lot of the, like, you know, dealer tools and um, just kind of an attic full of parts. And he was, he was really psyched that here was a bunch of kids that were into mopeds after, you know, 15 years of, you know, nobody caring and, and him not selling anything. So he would just come and let us use his tools. And, 
you know, tell us what to do and teach us. And it, he was, he was super important to those early days of actually getting stuff running. And cause none of us really knew what we were doing. Um, and there wasn't a lot of information out there. there wasn't you know, we were kind of scared. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was kind of the impetus for the website in many ways that we, you know, wanted to put the info out there for other people. Um, but you know, back then, I didn't even know about all the different, it wasn't even easy to find out like all, what the different brands were. And so I remember scouring, uh, old spark plug catalogs to just get brands and models that were listed there and, and you know, start to put together this list of, that today has become like the brand model database that's on the website. But you know, just what, what, what is even the landscape of mopeds was, uh, kind of lost. I felt like it was lost to history. <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, it wasn't that that much time had passed, but like no one was into it, and there just wasn't info around. And also, it's crazy how it, fast it, it, it fell off. Like, yeah, you got to think the like, gas yeah. crisis to like no one caring, zero interest yep. whatsoever. Like, you know, it's kind of funny. Can you imagine? Like, all of a sudden, people are just like oh, video games. Like, uh, I don't, you know. And all of a sudden, there's just all these Xboxes and Playstations just, like, sitting for a while, and nobody's making, you know, new systems because people just aren't into them, and all of a sudden, there's a craze again, you know? Yeah. I yes, think, I think the, you see it in all these shops that, you know, that it just sort of ended, and they had to switch to bikes or whatever. Or Yeah, we had one in Richmond called Two Wheel Travel. It was a bicycle shop that a lot of our mopeds came from. And like we still got the original two wheel travel stickers on some of them. I've got a couple bikes that have that sticker, and uh, so it was mainly a bike shop that sold pedal power bicycles. And then I guess they dabbled in mopeds as well. You know, when it got hot, and then when it fell off, that was it. They were just all gone. You know, they didn't fuck with them anymore. And I, I there was a there was a moment that was like this really huge revelation for me. Is I would we would just haul mopeds around wherever we were going. So, you know, I had a pickup truck and would just put mopeds in the back anytime I was going somewhere. And so we were down at uh, Hardcore Music Fest down in Columbus, Ohio, and just riding around on mopeds. And that's where we, like, ran across handy bikes for the first time. And it was mind-blowing. Like, had no idea, like, they were one of the largest importers of mopeds in the 70s and early 80s and you know they had all of the old stock there and it was it was insane and you know between that and akron moped those were like where we got everything back then because there wasn't there you know they they were the old shops the old guard that still had the new old stock still had um everything available they just didn't really even advertise it because they didn't have customers and you you couldn't just like go on a website and and find it, you had to go there and dig through the bins, but, you know. Yeah, it's not old, like you could just jump dudes. on Google and hunt around for anything. Yeah, it's no so, Google. I mean, it's, it didn't exist it's, yet. Easy to, it's easy to forget, like, how hard it was to get information back then. I mean, there is, it's very Web 1.0, like, there, there was no Wi-Fi, <laughs> there was no... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hardly like, cell there phones. Mo- hardly cell phones. We used pagers, you know, like, yeah. if we were going yeah. out for a ride, we'd page each other. And, what was the secret um, code? I was going to say, what's the code? Oh, you know, we had fancy pagers. We had the kind <laughs> oh, of... Oh, 
See, yeah, I, I didn't have that page. much money. <laughs> yeah, we could call the thing up and like speak a message, and it would print it out on the pager, or somebody would type it in and send it to it. Yeah, it, it could. It, I don't remember how many characters it could show, but it, it you know it was it was like minimal texting. That was pretty great. Yeah, I had one that would actually like scroll a whole sentence across it and then repeat it. Yeah, repeat it, so you would call the number and like somebody would type it in for you. You can like send a message God, that that's way. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then thank God there were payphones that you could actually go and make the call call someone back. Yeah, there's like no payphones uh, anywhere now. <laughs> no. Brad was telling me that there was this thing you could get, like people were making it that sounded like the coins dropping in the payphone, and like you would hold it up to it and it would make the sound, and the payphone would think that it got paid because yeah, of the, the sound calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, no way that's true. Uh, like, no, it's dude, true. It's totally fucking true. I was like, yeah. no way. That's a thing. No, I I uh, I had one. It's called a red box. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, the way, the way there was a couple different ways to make them, but mine was a radio shack tone diaper, which is like a stupid device that I don't know why it ever even existed, but basically you just type in a number and then it like, you hold it up to a phone and it emits the right tones to dial that number. But if you opened it up, and replaced one of the chips inside with with one that you could like get from a mail order catalog just like solder the new one in then the tone it would make is the same tone that it makes when you put in a quarter so you just like hold it up and it would say like put in a dollar 25 and you'd hit it you know five times and you you'd make a phone call (laughs) it's crazy that shit that shit does not work anymore because uh The system has gone digital and it's not based on tones, but yeah. those were the those are the days. Summer's on an old school street hustle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also weird because, like, you know, just, you don't think about how much how expensive it was to call people back then. Did you also have like a quarter on a rope for the soda machine? Push <laughs> <laughs> your coin back out. A good idea. They had that, but I did vending machines for a while in the, back in the day. You could do it. You know, you could get away with putting a coin on like a like a fishing line, basically, and like jingle the little mechanism and pull it back out. But eventually, in the coin slot thing, they would put a knife. So when you go to pull the coin back out, it cuts the yeah. coin off. It wised up. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the good hacks are gone. You can't do it anymore. It's yeah. So funny. All it took was a razor blade to fix the problem. Dude, I recently saw like that some companies making like phone booths like fancy phone booths like in hotels and stuff so you can like have a private phone conversation or office like thing and i'm just like what that's so, so like, you like weird. use your cell phone in it yeah but it's private yeah interesting like i guess if you had some if you don't have a shit car to talk about yeah if you don't have own a car or you know mm-hmm. If you don't own it, what does a car have to do with it? You can sit in your fucking car and have a private conversation. <laughs> Cars on the hotel lobby, dog. I need to. <laughs> hotel. Hotel, everybody. Dude, so where'd the idea from like the Decepticons and like the Moped Army come from? Like after you guys started getting bikes and it grew to like 40 people out of nowhere. Like how long after yeah. that? Yeah. Well, so there was a. There was an evolution of what the club was about and then what like how it grew into a bigger a bigger organization so when it started out you know it's just us it's just you know me and my friends and then you know eventually sort of run into people that are interested or that also have mopeds and we would just like put um 
we'd put notes on mopeds if we find them. We would we would try to like promote people getting them and like you know joining the joining joining the club um, however we could. But um, when we started with the website, that meant that we could meet people that lived in you know the cities that were into mopeds. And you know, I mean, it was it was still pretty basic. It's like originally there wasn't. Um, it's just like they would email us and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe there's other people that have mopeds." Like, <laughs> like you got, you know, like, like let's let's talk. Um, but we started off with um, the Decepticon name, and then as as we met people from other cities, it was actually originally that they were like offshoots of the Decepticons. So that was the way it worked at first and we, we named it kind of after the, um, the zip code they were from. Okay. So like, like in Kalamazoo, we were like K six one six, uh, you know, K for Kalamazoo and then six one six was the zip code or area code. Sorry. Area area code. Code. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so there was, um, I was looking back to try to get it right. The, the back in like 98, we had Kalamazoo and we had Cambridge, Massachusetts, which was C six one seven. Laverne, California. I don't even know where that's at. L nine oh nine. Seattle S two oh six, and that's interesting because that is, you know, a few years before the Mosquito Fleet, and it's just one dude. Like it's, <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm looking at it, it's like it's some dude named Alex in in. Uh, in Seattle, but you know, it was just, it was just a way to start to recognize that there were people all over. And then, uh, soon after that is when we sort of shifted to think of it as the Decepticons being in Kalamazoo and then different branches having their own name and kind of their own, their own thing. And really that came from just realizing that, it wasn't just individuals out there, but that other clubs were were actually organizing already, and then finding us, and 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 you know they kind of had their own thing going locally. So they, um, it, I was looking at the ninety nine website, and we had like three other branches: Blue Shirt Holiday from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the Alphas from Tucson, Arizona, and I, I don't even remember the, these groups: the Titans from Kingsburg, New Jersey. And, you know, it was like, it's not like there was a branch application process back then. You know, it was just like, these dudes were... Oh, you got a moped? Doing stuff local. Yeah. You and, got you know, uh, dial-up internet? You're in. <laughs> you're in, right. I mean, it was just a, it was just an exciting thing that um, people were organized. But for me, the point that that really became real was when uh, folks from the Blue Shirt Holiday came to Kalamazoo for a rally when it was like, okay, this is a way that you can meet people. Yeah. This isn't just like passing, you know, people on, the, the, people on the internet. How in the hell, other than your site, did you even get the word out to even host a rally? Like how do you reach the anybody when there's not a, like a scene built, you know, emails. Yeah. And it's um, like, you're meeting dudes. Yeah. It's like so crazy. Cause it's like, it's so crazy to think about like finding, other people like if you don't you don't have phone calls like you don't have internet really there's barely internet the shit's barely working you know and you're and finding paper. people all over the country 
that are like already riding mopeds and you're you know it's so weird to think about because it's such a even today it's still such a weird like hobby to get into very fucking weird every time i look yeah i mean it didn't seem weird at the time because it was like all all we knew and um it kind of reminded me i mean what i sort of thought about with it was I had a lot of friends in bands, you know, they'd go on tour, they'd meet people, you'd find out about bands through zines and going to shows, you know, and, and I don't know, it's just like more of a, a, of a low tech word of mouth thing. But, um, the, you know, we, we had the rallies at a really regular pace as well. And I think that that helped. It wasn't, we had, we had, we had rallies twice a year. Uh, on Memorial Day and Labor Day. And so, you know, people had off work. Um, sure, it was a lot of, like, local people, but but sometimes they would come at a distance. And it's funny to remember, I would actually just, like, I would I would send people physical invitations in the mail. Mm-hmm. I would, like, screen print. <laughs> I would screen print these invitations, and I would, like, get everyone's mailing address, and I would, you know, put a stamp on the envelope. And... Um, I mean, some of that is probably just me being a nerd and wanting to like make a cool invitation, but no, also it was it was the way to do it. And uh, I feel like I always used the Moped Army as a way to like make stuff that I was interested in, whether it was the website or learning how to screen print T-shirts or you know, I was studying graphic design at the time, so I was really into making posters and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so I just kind of applied all of that sort of learning that I was going through to to Moped Army at, the, at that time. That's cool. I saw, like, recently um, the... Uh, what club is it? Uh, Puddle Cutters? No, Puddle Cutters. They did a, they did an invitation, like, mail-out this year. Like, everyone who, like, signed up and said they were coming to the rally, they, like, printed these little map flags that had, like, a little X marks to spot, like, where they were going, like, a little treasure map thing, and mailed it out. And, like, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, we've got one right here as yeah. a coaster. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, everyone everyone has such great rally packs these days, but it it'd be kind of a step beyond to get something in the mail ahead of time. When you guys hosted your uh, rally, what kind of pack like would you put in your rally packs back then? Same type of trash we're doing now, or like you, you know, it's trying to think back. I mean, we didn't. 1977 gift cards the rally pack wasn't as much of a thing yeah um like we had uh we always had t-shirts for sale and but i don't i don't i don't actually remember putting together rally packs in quite the same way in those early years it was it was a little bit more like you know you got the invitation you show up you get you get a t-shirt um and some of it's just like it was, you know, we kept the budgets really low, and so it, you know, it didn't. We, I don't, I don't remember exactly how we funded everything, but probably um, didn't need a lot of funding either. Just people show up, you know, cook their own food yeah, for the most part, camp out, or did they even camp? I mean, the or early was it a ones, day ride? Uh, it wasn't as much camping it, because a lot of people were local, and the people who came in from out of town often would like you know, pack out some cheap ass like nights in 
hotel room, you know, where it ends up costing people nothing. There's a lot of like rundown hotels in Kalamazoo. You can, you can pretty much, you can crash pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, but also just people's floors, you know, like it's just, it's just about crashing on people's floors most of the time. Are you guys going to continue um, that, uh, you know, moped rally status up there, up north? I mean, last, I went for the 20th rally and like we got to see 77 and Dan's little, you know, piece of the earth up there is pretty incredible little spot. He's in Pittsburgh now. But yeah, I know, but still, is, uh, are they going to yeah. continue anything out there where the decons are still active? They had a rally this past year. Did they? Yeah, they made the uh, moped chariot, which was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, they've been using a spot in uh, Vicksburg, Michigan, for the last couple of years. But yeah, I mean, I should I should clarify. I I, I helped found the Decepticons for the moped rally, but I'm I'm not I'm not active with the Decepticons today. And a lot of that's you know I don't live there. Yeah. Gotcha, dude. Like you were saying about like bands and stuff, I really like that touches close to home for me because like I. You know, I was in the music and I was in the bands and before I got in the mopeds and kind of how you were talking about how bands were growing and like you'd hear about them through like scenes and like mm-hmm. different like magazines and like a lot of it was word of mouth and a lot of it was like, you know, the bands that like other bands think on their, you know, on their albums or the bands you check out. Is that like how like more like moped clubs started forming as you guys were having the site and like people were hearing about other clubs I don't know. It's just like I'm still trying to get wrap my head around how it grew like so fast over the couple of years, because like it seems so big now. You know, there's so many new clubs that are just springing up left and right. It's yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so much bigger now, but it's still not that. Yeah, it's big. still small compared to yeah. any other like subculture, but it's growing still. Just in little pockets. Yeah, I mean, the, the I don't feel like. Like I feel responsible for having grown Kalamazoo initially and um, knew how that was working through the, you know, just constant promotion of mopeds and getting friends involved and uh, just like people, it's a small town. So like you, you go riding and people see you and they're like, what is that? You know, how can I get one? And um, the answer was usually like, well, you can't, but if you find one, like we'll help you fix it up. Um, I think that things started to really snowball once there was a little bit more access to information and a little more access to parts. Um, and then, you know, we would, I would just hear about things that are happening elsewhere and it would, I would be, you know, I, I was surprised as anybody that, you know, I remember when I first went out to a rally in Seattle with the mosquito flea. I mean, I don't remember when it was, probably would have been <coughs> whatever blood drive two was, was like, we just drove out there straight from Michigan. Cause that's what you do when you're young and don't have any money. And you're like, well, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna you know, take an extra day off work. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember, being blown away that like, Oh man, this is like so far away. It's the other side of the country. And there's all these people here that are into the same thing I am. And, you know, just feeling like, and a big part of it then and now that's fun is it's still a super niche thing, right? Like it's fun to find all these people that are into it to get new people to do it. But it's also fun that not everyone rides a moped, even with all of the new, um, 
all the new scooter types and all the all the e-bikes and stuff. That's cool, but you know, there's more people on two wheels. But the 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 fact that you're you know riding this old machine is still always going to be niche because there's only so many of them. I, I've been thinking about that lately. Like, you know, when I first got into mopeds, the bikes were old and they seemed old at the time. And now it's 23 years later and they're the same bikes. <laughs> yeah. <not only laughs> that, you know? But the, the, the inventory of people, I mean, you got college kids that see it, fall in love with it, get really into mopeds and then they're done with it. And then the next year yep. comes in the next group of college kids see it, figure out what it is, fall in love with it. And, you, you know, a very small percentage of them even stick with it, you know? Yeah. We kind of had this conversation about how, like, uh, the moped scene's getting older, too, and less young kids are getting into it. But then then I still see, like, you know, younger branches, like, here and there popping up. So, I don't know. That's still fine. Uh, we, we alienated a lot of the people in Richmond with a bunch <laughs> of jerks in the community for a while, and we were trying to change that. So I think that'll help, too, is people being more accepting and actually promoting in a positive manner, you know? How did you notice, like, the rallies, like, changing over the years? Like, as you started going to the other ones, was, like, everyone kind of, like, feeding off each other and, like, helping? Because, like, it's such a pattern now, you know? Like, every rally is kind of, a lot of them have the same structure. Mm -hmm. Did you, like, see that kind of forming as you went to other rallies? Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool how everyone just sort of learns from each other and builds off of it. Um, And you see some of the same types of events or activities. I mean, for a while, like, and there's stuff that comes and goes and, and I'm kind of stuff that I'm kind of glad that's gone. Like for a while, there was like boxing at so many rallies, (laughs) um, which was kind of exciting, but also people were actually getting hurt. Um, and so I'm kind of glad you don't see that as much anymore, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome how organized everyone is at, at rallies now. I mean, I don't make it out to, to a lot of rallies anymore, but, um, it, it's been awesome to be in Pittsburgh and be, um, able to be friends with, uh, Alex and the folks from Mopit. shout out to them. And, uh, they're, they're so much energy and their rallies have been so much fun the last couple of years that I've been able to be a part of. Um, and you see the intense level of organization that goes into it and the way that it, 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 it it's a pretty intense thing. I mean, I'm surprised when, when clubs do a rally every year. Um, and it makes a lot more sense to me when I see branches kind of splitting or like trading off year to year. Cause you doing it right is a hell of a lot of work. And I, I, you know, it might, it might seem formulaic sometimes, but I hope people who are just attending and haven't put one on, um, appreciate what goes into that. Cause it, it is actually to host that many people and to do it, uh, economically and, and, and make sure everyone's having fun and make sure everyone's safe. Uh, it's, it's a hell of a lot of work. So yeah, our club is uh, learning that again now. Because <laughs> I'm not having anything to do with our own rally. If it gets yeah. thrown or hosted, and I was like, "You guys figure it out." I've done it for the for the past umpteen years. Now it's your turn. You guys get to just uh, throw it, and then I'll show up and enjoy the party and <laughs> soak in all the thanks and the high fives, like you guys mm-hmm. do every year. And I won't have to do shit. So. With that being said, we're not having a rally this yeah, year. So it, so it doesn't look like we're having a rally this year. 
Yeah, I had some actually hit me up asking if you guys were throwing the rally, and I was like, oh. They keep saying that we're like, doing it, Thomas but then they actually aren't, but maybe the young rebels are. We'll find it. Yeah, the, the, the ball's in their court. We well, don't have a place this year. We can't, we're not hosting it at the ranch. So. Just a day ride, dude, old school style. Well, yeah, I we told, talked about that, but. I told Ashley, if they don't get it together, I'm just going to throw something off on MA last minute and just like, all right, classic day ride, show up if mm. you want. Dude, uh, so how does like the current like moped army compare to like what you guys envisioned in the beginning? Or did you even have like a vision for the thing? I mean, we definitely had a vision that we wanted it to grow beyond Kalamazoo and to have these other branches that would be really active in their own area. But I mean, the whole idea was always that this is something that can be one big group and that you could like travel around the country and in pretty much, you know, anywhere you're at, there'd be people that you could reach out to. And even if you didn't know them personally, like mopeds are, would be the connection that you have. And it's been awesome that that pretty much has happened. And I never thought it would be quite this big though. Um, I mean, I just, how, how could I know at the time? It, it, it definitely felt like there was a point where it got, uh, it was just out of my control. And it's not, I, you know, it's not that it was ever in my control, but, uh, where I realized that most people in it, I don't know, you know, I don't know personally. They're not my, they're like, like when I started, it was like, I knew everyone personally. And, um, now there's been thousands of people cycling through. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, and there's branches that have come and gone and, um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really gratifying to hear when people, tell me like that this has been something that they've met friends through and that they were, or, you know, met, met, uh, spouses through, or, um, that it's been something that has been a positive force in their life in some ways. So I, I feel good about that growth, but well, Chris and Mark um, Matt, they met at, at mopeds. Yeah. yeah. There've been a couple of moped yeah. weddings. Yeah. There's so, there's so many stories like that. And, you know, I think it's, it's, a, the thing is I've, it's always been, there's always been this social aspect of it. And like the website is, is this mix of information and, and connection. Um, but the in-person connection is what's really mattered the most. And it, you know, this isn't the, I mean, this, this, the website came before social media, obviously. Um, uh, but, it's a different kind of social media. It's like actual social media, hopefully where yes, you're keeping up with people that you, you, you know, through it or that you're meeting people through it, but that ultimately you're, you're meeting them in real life and making some kind of friendship out of it. Dude, it's so hard to keep up with MA too. It's always so much going on. Yeah. You can, like, that post can get deep real quick into a lot of like <laughs> unnecessary yeah. bullshit. And the whole point of the whole conversation just drowned out. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, because like, even with social media and, like, Facebook and all these different moped groups on Facebook and Instagram, like, the site still seems to be kicking and there's still, you know, conversations and posts and things happening on there. Yeah, how did you guys decide to make a, uh, like, what was the turning point to make a decision to, when you had a club join, that there would be some sort of, like, council to approve that club like w w versus just like, all right, gates are open. Anybody wants to be in your, 
now technically a part of the Moped Army, what was the turning point to say, let's close the gates, let's vet these people or do whatever? Was there something in particular that made you want to do that? I don't remember a particular turning point. I think that, that, I mean, there had always been people saying that they want to, you know, be affiliated or be a, be a, be a branch. Um, and always a sense that not everyone was, not everything was serious, right? You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's you know, one person or that transition that we had made from just anyone who has a moped essentially uh, being listed on the site and being a kind of like Septicon branch to this idea that it's a local club that has its own culture and community um, somewhere else outside of Kalamazoo. That is what I think started to cause that shift of like, Oh, okay, well, if we're going to list clubs, we don't want people to um, see that and then not be able to like find those people locally. You know, you go to the website, you see there's a club in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, like you should be able to reach out to those people and go ride with them. Right. So they have to be like a real thing or else we're kind of just false advertising on the website. So I think, I think it's around that time. Um, if I look at the archives that I have, the earliest reviews that I have any kind of data around was from 2004. So probably around then that we started doing that. Okay. Back in the day before I was born. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> and, and, you know, I should put, I, I, I've been wanting for a while to have, the time to really lay out more of a of a history and get the get the um, info up about you know what what happened on what dates make more of a timeline but you know I, I still want to do that it's something that that I I sort of have a bunch of data around but and you know maybe no one's interested in that except me but I would like to see the uh, the progression of things and uh, I'm probably going to need to crowdsource that a little bit for all the people that have the info because I, I didn't keep meticulous records of everything, you know, as it was happening, I was just having fun. And, and yeah. And so the moped army wasn't formed the way that the cartoon book told us it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that book, that book said what? 270 some years in the future. So, mm -hmm. so we're not there yet. Yeah. We're coming. So we're coming slowly here. That's, yeah. The, the same bikes will 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 we'll keep them running until then. <laughs> Several so of am, them, dude. <laughs> Not all of them. Some of them rusted way out, dude. <laughs> but um, you know, one thing you were asking about rallies. Uh, I think one big thing that has changed is just the sheer number of rallies. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the rally calendar right now. I mean, it's January and it's like getting packed. Like we're we're there's there's hardly any weekend this summer that's not filled already, right? Which so, is kind of yeah. obnoxious because like crazy. you can't do them all, and then you're friends with all these people, and then they're like, "Oh, you want to come to a rally?" And you're like, "You want to go, but you also want to go camping with your family, <laughs> or like go yep. to the beach, or just sit at home and do nothing, or actually just sit at home on the weekend and work on your bike so you can make it to another rally." Yeah. And so then you've got these expectations to you know try to hit as many rallies as you can. And the calendar every single year that I've watched it is just, I mean, back when 
the Satans were doing that. I was looking at the calendar going like, oh, man, there's nothing going on next month entirely. Like, yeah, the next one is like two years ago. Yeah, it's like, a couple yeah. Years, like maybe seven years ago. The next one's Kentucky. Ago, I so guess so. I'm going to start planning for Kentucky in two months, you know, like and nothing's going on. And then now it's just it's like boom every single boom. weekend. And then there's like week long events and the Baker's dozen and. Like I like the 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 things where people have been doing where it's like because like Michigan has like what like four branches in Michigan and then like the Midwest is just like slammed with rallies and clubs and like seeing people collab with other clubs and like doing rallies is like okay well these three clubs are doing one rally I'd vote to clean up the calendar and unless you're MA official don't put it up on the calendar. Make them work for it, man. Make them just like we had to work for it. <laughs> but then the whole thing would go with this for voting. Get out, like, your, get out your stamps and your mailers. Get, <laughs> get out like, your flyers. Oh, like they, the club applies to the Muppet Army, and then it's like, well, what rally have we thrown? What 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 events are you doing? You know, if you take that away from them to be able to do none of that then. matters. They're just going to vote yes anyway. We were up on MA before we were members and retired. Our, well, yeah, I mean the the the. I mean, my conception of the events and rally calendar is that it's it's like moped events that are happening, not just moped army. Yeah, like all the clubs but, are up there. Yeah, I mean, you can tell which one's which if it's got a logo next to it, then it's an, it's it's like an official rally from that club. Dude, I want to like you know like all the events. The logo. <laughs> Dude, the logo's tight. You gotta have your vector, bro. I know. We don't have a logo anymore. I know. That's what happens when you quit. We don't have a logo anymore? <laughs> well, sure you do. It's kind of up there. You just can't find it in the members section. Like, when, <laughs> if you go look for people, if you look up, like, writers in Richmond or whatever, we don't come up as part of the Moped Army and our logo's not there. No. You've got to go to the retired section. Yeah, retire. You're yeah, one there, dude. You got to hunt for oh, it. Man. With a long list of retired clubs, <laughs> man. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Had to pull it up. It's there for you whenever, you whenever you want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to talk to them to reapply in this year. I thought it would have been great to have like a club like quit and then like reapply and come back. We talked about it, but we have too many members that don't want to. So It's not for everybody. It's not. Not for every club. It's cool. Yeah, we don't like your club. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. It's cool. You're a bunch of haters. You clearly don't like mopeds (laughs) enough. You don't like them. You don't like them as much as we do. So we think you're we're better than you, and we've had enough. (laughs) Dude, I think one downside of there being so many like rallies now is that like we'll never have like that 300 person like rally again. I remember like hearing about like. 200 plus 300 bikes at a rally like that's never gonna happen again it's just so saturated yeah the the biggest one we had was like what 156 people something like that was crazy we were not even ma official we just like rallied hard made a bunch of noise and 150 people showed up and we like had to host these people and house them and feed them and keep them full of alcohol and keep them from driving you know, and keep them from crashing and killing each other. That was a good year. We had a DD with a truck. So yeah, we, we got had, everyone home and we, the, their we, bikes. We put our prospect on designated day of duty to make sure <laughs> if anybody looked like they couldn't do it, you know, walk, you know, worth a shit, don't let them ride. Load them up. There, and we had a, a like our PayPal account ready for cabs. If anybody needed a cab anywhere, we'd pay for it, you know, the whole nine yards. We should probably do a whole episode on like how to like manage like drinking and partying at a rally. Nah. To keep it like under control, you know? 
They know. They're all adults they're here. Adults. Everyone knows. They're adults, but it's like there's different levels of this adult thing. Guys. No, it, people are I've people make bad had... decisions all the time. They're going to continue to make bad decisions whether you tell them the right things to do. They don't give a shit. They, they'll hear you. They're just going to do what they want to do anyway. True. Yeah, but there's stuff like you know deciding where to where to you know have events so that people like. Can be drinking near where they're staying and stuff like that. I, I mean, yeah. if there was, if people wanted to put together some kind of information on sort of like, so you're hosting a rally, like, <laughs> here's things to think about. I mean, that that's something I'd love to have on the website. Yeah, like we plan our rides so we don't cross traffic. You know, like we don't turn left to cross traffic on busy roads. We, you know, like when I plan my route, I make sure it's an easy, almost like how a UPS truck would plan a route. Like, it's always, like, right turns, easy to manage. You're not crossing anything dangerous because, you know, mm-hmm. and if we do have to make that right turn, we'll go down to the hang U-turn and come back. You and work in the logistic business? Dude, it only makes <laughs> sense. I don't, because yeah. it's much easier to lane block one, one you know, road versus, like, a four-lane highway and, and try to keep everybody from, you know, because people driving cars, they don't give a shit. They get mad and they get bent out of shape. they got to get to their Taco Bell in a hurry and, you know, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of gay-ass weed eaters riding around, you know, like. They get pissed about it. So you got to plan your route in, in accordance. It'll make the whole neighborhood crazy. And the party in accordance. Yeah, and it keeps people safe. No, yeah. Less people get run over. I don't get them drunk before the ride. I try not. If I, you know, we don't bring beer along. If we stop at a bar, it's only for a few minutes. Grab one beer. Get out of there. You know. Yeah, I mean, common sense of stuff like that. I mean, it's kind of what is being encouraged by trying to have a code of conduct now with the Moped Army, and that's something that has only been the last few years in development, and I'd love to see it continue to evolve as people define what that means, but the idea that, you know, if you're gonna, are are there just some, like, standard things that we can agree this is what's gonna happen, you know, if you come to a a rally, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be a contact number, yeah, you're not going to be, you're not going to be, you know, uh, put in harm's way unnecessarily or, you know, you're not going to get harassed, or, you know, it, or, you know, obviously you can't control everything, but can you, you know, guarantee that there's, that people know like who to contact. So when something happens, you, you, you have someone to deal with it. Yeah. So, so we should get your phone number. <laughs> and when something goes down, since you are the Moped Army, yeah, yeah. you know, if you've got to well, file your complaint with Simon. Well, now you have it, so now I'm a little scared. Yeah. You're like the adult voice, though. We can like, rely on you to be like, oh, what do we do in this situation? Like, what would Simon yeah, I, do? I, I do feel like I have to be a mediator sometimes, so I'm happy to help. <laughs> uh, it's cool like how those like, sites like, progress, too, like, since you've added the monitors and stuff, like how how do you feel about your like your relationship with the site? Are you gonna eventually pass the torch or stay in charge of the thing until you die? Uh, I mean, I kind of had to at some point decide. Like, you know, I've done this a long time. Am I gonna am I gonna keep doing it or not? And um, I basically decided to double down on it in the. You know, it's something that I care about. I'm committed to it. I've I've evolved it and kind of like, you know, upgraded it, if you will, uh, through over six versions now and over a long period of time. And most sites from that, from of this vintage are not around still, 
right? Like I think about all the sites that uh, I got a you know browser full of bookmarks that are all moped related that just go to 404 not found pages. And uh, it's super important to me to have this information be accessible and, and to keep it online. So I'm, I'm committed to it. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, it's paying the ass sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of, of management of it that isn't fun, like just dealing with spammers and trolls and, you know, there's the little script I have to like block bullshit spam accounts from signing up, like catches like a hundred some a day. Who knows how many actually get through? Like it's just, it's relentless running a website. I mean, running a website in 2020 is just like so much harder (laughs) than in the past because you're, you're dealing with so many, uh, automated annoying attackers but you know it's it's just been a slow evolution of that i i found a a post that i had made uh i don't know when it was in um 2002 that is still in the news archive section where i was announcing like hey uh new policy on the website you have to be logged in to post because before that like there's just it was just a open forum you know like it was mm-hmm. like like 4chan or something anyone could 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 do whatever they want and you need to be a member um, you just like a chat room it was just like an open anonymous chat room yeah. yeah and you know so there's there's been things that um there's been things that have at times made me say like oh man do it do i still want to deal with this but you know i i love it and it's a it's a it's a way for me to um give back to, to, to this community and keep doing that because I, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who is always out wrenching on my bike. I mean, I, I have a stock Tomos, you know, it's not, it's not something that, uh, I spend a lot of time wrenching on that. I'm wrenching on the website and, uh, that's where that's, that's how I'd like to give back to this community. And so I, I I'm, I'm planning to still run it. Um, as long as I can. And I like to put out like a new feature, like a big new feature, at least every year or so. And so last year it was the total photo gallery overhaul that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of. I think that'll scale well. And, you know, even if people add, you know, 20,000 new photos, that's going to be, be something that it can accommodate. And, um, you know, obviously there's a million places you can look at photos, but no one, nowhere that, is, is more of an archive. And that's how I think about the website at this point, because obviously Facebook exists, Instagram exists, um, moped stuff is all over that and it should be, and I'm not competing with that. It's not the point. Uh, what, what I want for the website is that longevity, like history, you put something on the wiki and just like, you know, custom to us, right? Like no one, no one else is gonna make a, uh, uh, a, a tool that you can like search and find people who have the exact same moped as you. That's not going to be an Instagram feature, True. you know, but so it's stuff like that. Like I want to, I want to keep focusing on what, um, what can I, first of all, just keeping it running, which is enough work, but it, you know, what is, what are the new features I can add every year that, uh, just make it a little bit better. Um, and, 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 you know, make it, 
You can make, make, it, make it useful. Make Fowler an admin. Mm-hmm. Full tuck Fowler. That'd be a nice new feature. <laughs> that dude kills. He's always on there trolling uh, around, making posts. Um, I mean, I go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna switch topics, but if you had something else to say about that, I can let you roll. I vote for uh, Fowler all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think I'm good. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I got that. I got no response. It. No response. <laughs> Cool. Um, is there any money to be made off this? Because you do look at advertising, and, I, and I've heard people mention about that before, but like the cost of keeping the server going and buying equipment, I mean, that shit, I mean, it's, it's got to come from somewhere, right? So you have to, you know, you don't necessarily want to come out of your pocket to like keep this thing going and keep the computers running and things like that. I mean, does, is the advertising, what little is on there, help pay for the stuff that you need to keep the, the machine going, so to speak? Yeah, I'm thankful that it does at this point. The old days, we had a yearly fundraiser to keep the website going. And uh, it was kind of like, uh, I know, you know clubs have different structures in terms of like dues, but it was, it was kind of like dues. It wasn't required, but it was sort of like, hey, we all need to chip in, um, you know, no matter what branch you're in, like, can you throw in some, can you throw in some money to, pay for the website and um thankfully the way that the the you know the sort of traffic level and the way that the the i've been able to optimize some of the ads over time uh it pays for itself and uh that's I, you know i think it's better not having to, to ask for money and um Less hoping stressful. that that can and continue it's yeah. not cl- like just clobble clobbering ads it's not a bunch of shit either like I, yeah they're not bad no i hardly notice what's you know being advertised anyway yeah. you know i mean i've i've thought about um a kind of for a while i was thinking about like a membership model where people could um you know if they didn't like ads they could just chip in a little bit and like just turn it off in their account but um you know actually like people like i think a decent number of people just use ad blockers if it really bothers them anyway <laughs> yeah uh, i mean the thing to realize with the site is um you know it's 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 a site for the moped army but it's really a site for anyone in the mopeds anywhere in the world right and you know when i got into this there was no information and to me that's what's important about continuing to run this like making this information available the num the people if you look at the the traffic on the site like Moped army members make up a very small percentage of, 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 of people that are accessing the site. And, you know, actually people that are even posting in the forums, uh, even if they're not members is a very small percentage. Like the majority of use on the site are people Googling for something about their moped, coming in, finding out about it, getting out of there, you know? And, um, and I think that's, I think that's great. That's fine. Um, you know, if they want to, dig in and learn more if they can but uh i want this to be able to support that broader group of people that just want to you know get this info even if they're not into the the whole like call that well if it was that then it would just be locked away and only us would have access to it and no no good for anyone it's a great resource for sure i think that's the biggest thing that it is you know before past like rallies past meeting friends past events it's like 
if you have a bike and you just need information, like it's that's what it's there for. Like it's better than Reddit. Like you know, if it wasn't for Open Army, I, I would have never learned how to wrench on a bike. I I I spent more time reading, trying to learn stuff before I even bought a moped. You know, and Reddit's pretty good, but the, like on MA, it's all collected in one central spot. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to navigate, easier to navigate to find specifically what you're looking for versus just searching yeah. somebody's random post, you know, and then digging through and, it. And, you know, I got some ideas about how to make it. I want to keep making it uh, better to connect information that's in different parts of the site. Like, um, you know, I'm b- between like the forum and the wiki, for example, there's a lot of there's a lot of great info hidden in the forum that is you can search for it, but like it's not sort of categorized as well. So as I was redoing the photo gallery, um, just came to appreciate that idea of actually categorizing and being able to just be like, oh, these are all the photos of pooks. All right. And then I'm going to drill down and look at like just magnums. And if we could do that better with information too, um, so that like you can go and just say like, this is the bike I have. Show me everything on the website that has to do with my bike. Uh, you know, I'd love to get to that point, but it's, it's living in a bunch of different spots and, um, you know, I need to figure out the best way to let people tag things to bring it together. Cool. That'd be tight. Yeah. Hashtag. And I, yeah, that would make sense. Cause you can't physically go in there and do it yourself, um, but as people search it, they could add a tag to it. So it automatically gets regrouped. Yep. And then yeah. less, uh, yeah. less internet thread drama on like, dude, you don't want to use a search function, bro. Yeah, hashtag D's nuts. You'll figure out everything you want to know about Black Black. Wrong form, fuckface. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Uh, I, I had a question about the Nationals, and it, it's kind of a dumb one. I've talked about it before, but like, uh, has anybody else ever talked about like when you host the National? It's a big sort of moped rally, like you know, main stage thing, and it takes a lot more money because in theory, a lot more people show up. Have you guys thought about like? all the official clubs paying like a basic due to whoever wins the national bid that would then get that funds. I recently to, made a post about it in the, did you? in the captain's forum. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense to me. Like if it, you know, because a rally, we spend 2000 bucks of a bit to host a national rally. You know, there's some expectations in that to hopefully get people better door prizes, so to speak, or like a cooler raffle pack and, the swag and the gear to commemorate, you know, you know, the national rally itself is being part of May. Like I was thinking that that would be a really good idea to like, if every club is part of the year, you know, just as part of being in MA had a 50 or a hundred dollar base due to pay into an account so that whoever won the national bid would get that money then to host their shit. It would also be cool if that was like the national rally became like the big rally of the year. Like, I kind of feel like that's what it should be or what it, you know, and I think theory. people would want to host it more if they could get a little bit of money to put it on, you know, cause it's a lot of responsibility and a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of work. Like you said. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I think that's an interesting idea. Uh, it kind of reminds me of when clubs used to chip in for something that everyone was benefiting from like the website, but the, the, I mean, the way that, I'm glad it's been raised in the campus forum. It, I think it's really something that needs to then be brought up, you know, continued, continued discussion there. Uh, the, the way that things work nowadays and, you know, it's been like this for a long time, um, with Moped Army is that it's really, uh, about the active members deciding how they want to do things. And, 
you know, that's, I like my, the way I view my role at this point is helping to facilitate those conversations and, and, you know, set up, you know, set up, okay, let's vote on this and let's, let's, uh, um, let's decide collectively what the Mopad army is. And, you know, is there going to be a change to the way that we vote? Is there going to be a change to the, the, the process or the structure? It just comes from whoever is uh, part of it at that point in time. Right. And, you know, like myself, I don't even, I, when I say that I, I think of myself as an administrator for the, the, the group at this point, it's, it's because, you know, I'm not, I'm not heading a club anymore and I don't, um, you know, I don't actually have a voice of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't even have a vote in that stuff, you know? So, uh, it, it certainly isn't my decision to make. Uh, I, 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 you know, the things that I take ownership over are like the website, how the website works and looks and, you know, new features that you can access and stuff like that. Um, and I like having, I like doing that. I think it's fun, but the organizational stuff comes bottom up from the, from the, the, the clubs who are currently currently active. Are there other people, like, if I wanted to change my roster, could I look up an admin and have them do that type of work for me instead of sending that shit to you and bothering you with it? Well, you're retired, bro. Well, no, but frozen my roster frozen. still needs to be changed. No, your roster's frozen as is, bud. No, it's not frozen as is. You can totally change it. You're locked out. Sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't have quit. <laughs> It's uh, not locked I mean, out. Simon said we could change it. We've got to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. you just email me. I mean, th- 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 that's an example of the kind of thing where um, I have to find a balance between what is it better for me to just do manually and what does it make sense for me to spend, you know, uh, my weekends for a month building a tool to make really easy that someone else could do, you know? So that's an example of, of, of where... Right now, I've decided I'll just do that manually. So you, you know, email me and I make the change. Hmm. Easy enough. Um, we're going to jump to some questions we got from Instagram and Facebook. I mean, we told them you were going to be on the show. And right. the crowd went wild. <laughs> Let me tell you. Be prepared. Uh, I had some that I just already just like passed on because we've kind of like mentioned it or talked about them. Yeah. So they've been yep. covered, you know, so I'll leave that shit out. But, uh, uh, Adam, he asked about like uh, for newer clubs or young clubs and like you know clubs that aren't official branches or smaller clubs. Like, will there, you think there like will there be a category like on the website for smaller non official groups, like up and coming or potential? Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be like a, like a cool section for just like yeah, because you've got active, retired. Club. What are the other categories? Emeritus. Emeritus. Yeah, so you've got yep. those. Is there like an up and coming or something possibly? I think there's been talk about this for a while, and it seems like seems like there's a lot of interest in it. It's something I'd I'd, I'd like to implement this year. Um, they, there's always been kind of a, I guess well, I guess less official way of doing that, which is just um, in the wiki, and you see the wiki is is full of info on on all kinds of clubs that you know exist don't exist it's a little messy right it's and it's it's messy and it's kind of like not as official because you got to go hunt for it and so uh, i think i think it makes sense um there's some balance to strike in terms of how that is integrated in like 
I don't see it as something where, you know how it is like with the, with the, with the active clubs, you know, everyone's got a logo and a forum and, you know, it, it, all of that. But I'd like to see some way that you can just like see who is in all the other clubs that aren't active. And, and, you know, I actually think about it like every year the, uh, reviews come around and it's like, Oh, who's going to apply? We should actually just have a, I mean, it should be kind of obvious who's going to apply. Right. They, yeah. they like they're, they're the people they're they're the prospects who are the prospect branches at this point. And, uh, we kind of all know, but it'd be nice to, to, if they want have a spot where they can, they can be sort of raising their hand and say, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're interested in, you know, being a, being a official branch in the future. So I, I'm into it. I need to figure out how to integrate it in and make it work. But I guess uh, like the, I said, I like, like to have one big thing every year at least. So I'd like to do that this year. The other cool thing or uh, difficult thing is like, once you do that, do they, do, are people going to feel like they're official now and just be like, Oh, we're, we yep. made it, you know, like what's the, the, def, the defining line, you know, like, do you put them in a category, but you don't allow any like logos posted up and things like that for it? And you know, like what's Moped Army official light? Yeah, LTE. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, there's this is. I think that's the nuance that um, why I haven't sort of jumped into it because uh, you get that wrong, and then it kind of sends the wrong signals, or people get upset about it. And so I think you know, it's just it makes me think about when emeritus happened mm-hmm. and that was something that it was like, okay, how are we going to represent that? And, you know, what feels right. And it was something that, um, I came up with some ideas and shared them. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was in the captain's forum or the members forum, but, you know, shared them with, with the group to get feedback on, did this feel right? And it's, uh, you know, it's just coming across in the right way with these sort of laurel leaps around the, um, the logo and, uh, I could see I could see that being a similar process because uh, you know that I can I can figure out some ideas, but uh, I'm not necessarily going to know how that's going to come across. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, too, if you do go to the wiki section of Moped Army and you look under uh, gangs, like moped gangs and groups, you can pretty much see like every state, every like country, and all the clubs who have ever been anywhere. Like it's crazy list just to scroll through. Do you know? Yeah, uh, uh, it's messy, right? It's messy, but it's still like good to see. Bad. It's there and it's, act- it's accessible. You know, if they want to take the time to look at it, like it's easy enough to find. It's not like a quick yeah. link, you know. I mean, you have to look for it, but it's really easy to find. Still, it's not like you have to dig deep. I mean, it's basically the same thing we're talking about. It's just not like as organized. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think you know one that's always going to be there. That's like this list of every club and, you know, whether they are interested in being in Moped Army or they hate Moped Army, like they, it still makes sense that they'd be like listed as a local club. I think that what, um, what would make sense is to have a way to list, uh, really more like prospective branches. Like what are the clubs that, that we can call out kind of separately because they're saying like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not applying this year or maybe I did and, you know, I'm planning to do it again next year because I didn't get in. Um, you know, who are the kind of, we already have that sort of, most clubs already have that kind of prospect structure for, uh, 
their individual members, maybe we need something similar for um, new branches. Yeah, or even better yet, maybe the people that are official and that are actually out there grinding and rallying who see these newer clubs that aren't official actually put the bid in. Well, we poked the bear at them this year, and I know we talked to a lot of new clubs on this, and I was just like, yo, are you going to apply? Are you going to apply? Are you going to apply? You know, we're trying to get people involved. And, I mean, four new clubs this year. It was awesome. Yeah. I didn't see how who got voted in. Wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good group. Bo Pitt, LSLB, um, Shanks. Shanks, spicy boys. yeah. Spicy boys, Shanks. And we spoke to three of them on the podcast this year. Congratulations, everyone. Yeah. I didn't know you made it till just now. Where? That's because you're not here ever. <laughs> you're out of here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're tapped in. You're tapped in at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Um, so back to like Instagram questions. This one, well, I'll leave that one out because Thomas is out of the room. But, um, Someone asked, like, uh, Pyramid Scheme, um, like, do you have, like, a written statement yourself, like, on a post or on a thread or on a wiki of, like, your take or, or like, of Mopin Army as a whole, you know? Uh, what do you mean? Sorry. Uh, like, since you're, like, a founder and, like, you know, how you, like, picture the thing, I don't know if you ever made, like, a statement or a post that's out there for people to read if they care about, like, the history of it. I feel like there should just be a book or something, you know? Like, I think he said that he answered that already when he said he wants to create like how it started and a timeline and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's probably one statement. There's a bunch of statements I've made over the years about how it's. I think the closest thing would be uh, what I was talking about, where it you know it is about this sort of real world community and and that. And, and, and using the the website as a way of connecting people to get together in person. And so I, to me, that's what it's about, but it's also something that um, I've realized is, you know, it, it kind of doesn't matter what I think it's about anymore. It is, um, it's, it's a lot bigger than me and I want to maintain I want to be a, the kind of a, a good steward of it and, and, and help it, you know, you know, not evolve into something, um, or, or, or fall apart, but it's really about what the people in it want it to be. Right. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of open to that evolution more than, than having like a hard statement around, you know, this is, this is what the Moped Army is. I'd rather, I think it's healthier organization to say uh you know this is this is something that's going to change over time based on who's in it and um let's let's figure out what what everyone wants it to be uh, um our buddy sean on facebook asked uh mm-hmm. how much did you pay for your headshot <laughs> my headshot <laughs> yeah oh like in my profile yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah the i i think the photos i have I, I have up there uh, ones we got taken at work, so nothing. But nice. uh, <laughs> so also, uh, what's your favorite trade or uh, Bitcoin? 
my favorite what? Bitcoin? My favorite Bitcoin. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. He's like, no, your- <laughs> he, he said, how much did you pay for oh, your yeah, headshot? Yeah, was it a it. favor? <laughs> was it a trade? Did you use oh. Bitcoin? It was a whole. Gotcha. <laughs> no, work, work, work freebie. We'll chalk it up as a work freebie. Oh, uh, Maddie wanted to know who had the most abstains ever in the history of the abstain rule. Uh, okay. Well, so abstain is not, has not been around that long. Mm-mm. Uh, I think it's been three years and, um, just look here, uh, in the 2017 vote at attention boys had a 29% abstain and in 2018, it kind of doesn't really like matter. That was like just up yet. And then 2019 was 30% abstain for the graveyard shifter. So I guess the graveyard shifters, but pretty much, pretty much, uh, there we go. That's funny. That's because that's Maddie's club. <laughs> Maddie, you, you win. You, you win, Maddie. Look, they, finally um, won, they finally won something. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know, like, what the vibe is out there about abstain, but I feel like I feel like it's been a, a positive addition to the process. Being yeah, a, you I know, so. uh, it just kind of separates out. Like, hey, I'm just not sure because I don't really know you. Versus, like, I'm going to vote no by default. Yeah, it stops a lot of that. Um, your buddy Alex asked, uh, "What's the best sushi in Pittsburgh?" Oh man. Uh, I don't know if I've ever eaten sushi in Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's your answer. So, Alex, you have to show me. Take the man out, dude. I think that's about it, man. There's uh, like two other questions um, that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, this one was like for everyone. Like uh, our buddy Rufus asked... Uh, like under what circumstances could you envision yourself quitting mopeds for good? Quitting mopeds meaning like not having a moped, like not having yeah. a moped, not riding, not being involved with the thing. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So there's not, there's, there's, I can't, I don't know what the circumstances would be. I mean, there's been times where, throughout this 23 years where I've definitely kind of paused my like involvement in mopeds, you know, where it's just been like super busy focusing on work, stuff like that. But I always come back to it. And, um, I mean, there's so much fun that I don't see any, I don't see any reason to stop. I'm like 10 years in or so, something like that. And, it's still fun to me. I think, especially now, like doing this and like trying to regrow our community and like having actual friends that I met from all over the country and that I that I know I'm tight with that I'm gonna see in different places I go. That that whole community aspect of it would be really hard for me to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, We're so deep in mopeds, yeah, That man. like some of our best friends are in mopeds, and I don't I don't foresee. Not ever not having a moped, like, because you're, like, 
our friends are just tied with it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like so, I'd have to really, I'd have to be not having fun at all. Like if I was having zero, zero fun, and I hated everyone I was hanging out with. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. Or we soon, get right? really old. I don't know, dude. I kind of like the old heads when they show up the rallies, though. You see but someone who's never in their seen 70s or something? I, who's 70? Hey, man, they're out there. Okay. What's that dude in Mopit? He's an old guy. I can't remember how old he is. I mean, they're, they're, they're bad. He got, loves his Jawa. He goes vacation in Florida. That's some old guy shit, dude. <laughs> Vacations in Florida. <laughs> Good for those bones. Hey, you can ride mopeds all year round in Florida. Hell yeah. We're going to Tampa Rally uh, in a couple of weeks, dude. Nice. That so, should be a yes, fun one. Yes, we are. We're going to wrap it up, dude. But, you know, I'm glad you came on the show. I'm glad we got a little bit of history. Ooh. Ooh. You have Ooh. any crazy stories from back in the day? Just like of wild things you guys got into. I remember seeing that one documentary and you guys talked about like chasing kids down <laughs> with like weapons and stuff where they stole your mopeds. Everyone was so young. Oh god, you were oh, so really? young. <laughs> I just rewatched that again recently. Yeah. Was, uh, you know. Really takes you back. Uh back to when I had hair that was insane. <laughs> That's, I think, the biggest, the biggest uh, uh, su- surprise. Remembering just how ridiculous my hair was, but you know, we didn't, we didn't wear helmets back then. Yeah, never. I saw that, and and that was basically moped hair, is what that was. Like I just like didn't cut it, and then just rode my moped everywhere. So it was just crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think those early days. Uh, Theft was a huge problem in a way that I have not experienced since I left Kalamazoo. And I don't know if it's still like that in Kalamazoo, but it was nuts. Like you, 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 you just, people, people would, well, I mean, some of, some of it is like stuff was less secure back then. Like, do you remember this thing when, um, it came out that you could open up a kryptonite U lock with a big pen? Yeah, you heat it up and you melt it a little bit and jam it in a little yeah. and twist it. Yeah. yeah That's why exactly. they changed the soda machine locks, too. So I remember, like, that that news broke, right? And and we were all just, like, panicked. We were like, we have to get new locks right now. We have to always, like, like, like the thieves are going to know about this, too. And, um, you know, and uh, it, it felt like it didn't matter. Like everyone had bolt cutters and uh, jacks to just like pop open locks, and um, it it really was some vigilante justice shit there for a while, where you just had to go get it yourself. And um, you know, so that 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 was that was a weird time. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that in Kalamazoo there was a period where it just felt like you could break the law a lot on mopeds and get away with it. Like another thing that features in that documentary, I guess, is the no rules race. So that was something that we had as part of our rally every year. And, um, you know, there were these different checkpoints you'd need to go to in whatever order you wanted to and pick up a flyer that proved you had been there. And then, you know, whoever makes it back first with all the flyers wins. And, 
you know, it's basically encouraging people to drive through yards or, or, you know, <laughs> do whatever they needed to do to, to, to have an advantage. Win at all costs, no matter what. Win at all costs. Yeah. Which, the co- the cops know, are probably with- just like, these guys are clearly drunk alcoholics with no licenses. <laughs> like, I'm not going to harass them. Like, I've got bigger donuts to eat, more coffee to drink. Like, it's not worth my time back then, you know? Well, yeah, I think some of it, some of it was like, it was useful that we could like have like rational conversations with the cops when they came up and like, you know, at the time this was like, uh, you know, Dan and I were straight edge. Like we were not like causing a ruckus. Uh, we were, we were like, you know, presenting ourselves okay to the cops most of the time. And, you know, we got away with having these rallies right in the middle of town. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't off in a, in a, a rural camping site somewhere. It was like, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, you know, we'd have the race through the city. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, it's one, definitely one of those things that you look back on being a little older and you're like, why would I even think that's a good (laughs) idea? What's like, why would I even do that? And Uh, the bikes weren't like super souped up like they are like today too. It was like. They weren't, right? I mean, I definitely feel like there's these different eras of mopeds. And when we started out, um, 40 was fast. It it wasn't, it was, I mean, 25 was normal, you know, and, uh, and people didn't have performance parts. It it wasn't that just like, I mean, here and there, but you'd be like importing them from Italy. It'd be kind of a difficult thing to get. And I don't know. I mean, it's just so different just being able to go on treats and order something, you know, and, and, and watch a video of someone installing it or ask questions from someone, you know, as you've done it, uh, or go through a build thread and, and that's awesome. But it, it, it definitely, I think made a different era of mopeds where it's actually more about those modifications than it used to be where it was just kind of like, this is running. Like, let's, <laughs> Let's go. And, um, and that's, you know, that's cool. But I, I kind of, I, I think that my heart is still back in that, that, that first era. And it's probably why I, you know, still ride a stock bike. It's like, to me, it's still not about the speed and, and I just go on long rides. Yeah. The speed for me is about drag racing cars off the stoplight. And like, <laughs> I don't care about other people so much, but if like I'm going somewhere in traffic, you know, and more like a motorcycle is near me and they pull up behind me or something, or, or I'm behind them, I want to be able to, like, get going faster than they can. Not necessarily mm-hmm. top out faster than they can, but I want to keep up light to light, you know? Well, you know, that was the whole uh, concept behind the idea, the phrase swarm and destroy, right? That, like, we weren't, we weren't fast enough to beat people off the line, but we could, you know, you got 20 bikes surrounding you. It's uh, equally equally impressive <laughs> yeah we have as much horsepower combined possibly <laughs> right. and you can control the flow of traffic because you have enough bikes with you that's yeah. the one thing i do enjoy about rallies it's like you have a big group and it's like mopeds are already the rules are kind of out the window because you're on this half bicycle you have half a permit machine. for this many people you know you can't block that light yeah block Fuck lights you. like par- park on the sidewalks we take people on trails we cut through like yards still and it's like a blast, you know, you never had so much fun. Like on a moped. For sure. My, my favorite is definitely the trail riding, pissing off the cyclist. 
because we're not out there like tearing it up. It's not like we're going through like spinning tires or rooting up or we don't go off trail. You know, we're not beating anything up with these fucking yuppies think that they made the trail you know it's some some dad who just got into cycling and he bought the best you know bike he can get for off-road he's like oh my god you guys are ruining the trail it's like dude my bike is quiet i'm cutting through i'm going slow i was courteous and warned you which side i was going you know like it's not like we're riding inappropriate or anything we you know but boy they get real fucking bartered about that and i love it old trail life yeah trail life is good Dan, you going off? You going, uh, Simon? You going off trail any? Uh, prob- probably not for the vet. Come on, got to jump that stock Tomos, man. <laughs> hit, hit the lip, shred the gnar. What else we got, dude? That's it, man. That's it. That's it. I missed a lot, man. I had, right. I had to poop. I had, <laughs> I had a wicked squirter coming up. Ah, <laughs> gross. Yeah, have to work in the morning. I know, man. Dude, thank you for coming on the show and hanging out with us for a little bit. I know you're a busy, man, and you took the time. Thanks for putting up with all the shit that, and, uh, that mopeders give you and send you and complain about, myself included. Yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, making the site and, like, you know, you and your buddies, you know, co-founding the thing. If it wasn't for that, like, you know, myself and a ton of other people probably wouldn't be in the mopeds and there wouldn't be half the information and knowledge out there that's, you know, available. And I think it's good, and I appreciate the explanation, like, yeah, my name is on the shit, but I am not MA. You know, like, the people who are running it are the people who are members of it. These guys and girls are the people that make the decisions and make the changes, and that I do not have the final say. I just help facilitate, you know, a decision or, you know, a direction that it goes into, you know. So that's important to know, you know, for anybody that wants to get on there and bitch about how something you know is done well it's not exactly one person's decision to make it all you know like in the end you you end up doing it but it it doesn't get done just because you think it's a good idea you know yeah and you know it's easy to complain sometimes but um you know let's make let's let's make change if we want to make a change so um you know that's something that i'm i'm uh I'm here to help with more than anything. Hell yeah, dude. Kudos. Good job. All right. Stay well. Wet, thanks dude. for having me on. And, uh, yeah, once again, uh, appreciate you guys doing this in general. I think the podcast is great. Awesome. Would you be interested in coming back another time in the sure. future? Chatting you up some more. <laughs> once, uh, sure, once sure. this gets released, I'm sure people have a ton of other questions. Maybe we can do some repeat shows with you. I mean, you're a huge part of the community, you know? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. That's right. Well, thanks for being on, man. We really appreciate it. Later, Simon. Yeah, have a good night. Bye, bro. Bye. Yeah, it's neat to talk to him and, like, get sort of his perspective on it and also figure out where he came from and where the MA evolved from in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely talked a lot, like, a few more, like, old school people this year. Like... I think Chad be interesting. Like any of those like old clubs that like Dave. aren't around anymore. And Dave, Dave would be a good get. Dan, like hear about like fucking seventy seven. Uh, I can't be here for that. Whatever. He's just gonna beat me up. Did we talk <laughs> to him already? No, no, no. Oh, like Dan in real life is you know he's he's a good dude. His business motto, however, fell apart. I, you know, I haven't tried to order anything from them. 
since then. Hey, new year, new race. We could do one again. Yeah, new year, new race. <laughs> we could set it up. I need some parts. Dude, um, we do have a voicemail this week. And it's not from Ashley or me? No, 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 no. Sick. It's from Eric from QCB. It's been a while since he's called. He's probably our most frequent caller. It's been a while. What number do you think he used to reach us? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you tell him? Like it's uh, the 804-638-9533. I like how you went super into a fucking radio voice, dude. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Podcast live, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, my goodness. Thomas is a super stoked, like, fucking radio man, No, it's like the the Monster Truck show. Yeah, yeah. Did get dressed up, going to cover. I think the Monster Truck show was this weekend. We didn't go. When was the last time you went? I love the Monster Years, Truck show. Huh? No. I only like if you get dressed up, you go real redneck undercover. Like, cut off jean shorts. It's not just... undercover for me. That's just going out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Put on my cowboy hat and fucking boots and good to go. Let's hit the voice down. Let's see what's up with Eric. What's up, Moped Money Podcast? Eric from QCB. Just calling. I wanted to give you guys a shout out for doing what you do every week, man. Makes my drive to work way better. I also got a question for uh, Thomas. When are the Rebels uh, plan to ride and chatter this year? Is it going to happen? Is the Young Bucks going to come through? Let us hear any details you got, man. All right. Thanks for doing it. We already discussed it. Yeah. I saw that there was a t-shirt in the works. Sort of. Mm. A design. There's a design idea. And I saw that they are very indecisive about most of it. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it'll probably happen. I'm going to say it's going to happen either way. Because like, I'm going to no, do something. There's no date set. That's uh, You got to like... No official has, plan. You got to take the reins. When it comes to planning a rally, someone has to just like make shit happen sometimes. Yeah, who's going to be yeah. the captain of the, of the shit show? Not us two, so it's not happening. <laughs> nope. No, it's, gonna, it's still going to happen. You will end up doing something, but they do not communicate well enough together to actually do something. Hey, man. We'll see what happens, dude. Um, I don't know. I had a good time wrenching this week. I had a good time doing the show. Um, I Brad's sold, bike fired up. I sold two mopeds. Oh, yeah. Hey. Brad Fantuzzi's bike fired up. For the first time in 15 years? Like five years. It's been like a while. An all done up fucking Hobbit, and it just like... Needed some seals and a new spark plug, a little love. Set the timing. Yeah, and, now it's back in the game. And one of those had a broken moped- Woodger key, right? I don't know what was wrong with this bike. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm tired. Um, one of the bikes you sold to a lady, huh? Oh, uh, both. Actually, both, both of them were sold to ladies. I thought both. I yeah, wasn't Eric's quite sure. Roommate and oh, Alexis' okay. new lady friend, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, one's a. Hobbit with a race crank, DR kit, um, circuit pipe. I'm trying out those MLM uh, intakes that connect to the stock Hobbit intake now. They look good. Like, you know, we used to do the shawl mod where you just hack the subframe and, like, stuff a AB7 shawl, like, intake on your regular intake because it's just, like, they button right up and they fit in the hole. And that's all that was available. Yeah, and it's all that was available. But now they have all these things. And so I How tried it. How much is that intake? Thing. It was $55. A little much for a shawl intake. I'm like, oh man, like fifty five bucks. They're all fifty five bucks. You're almost like to a point where you could buy something better and go bigger. But 
for these, like, I'm just doing mild, mild builds for these, like, ladies. Like, something that has a little pickup, a little kick. They're fast. They accelerate. And they'll be, like, reliable, like, new bearings, seals, gaskets, the whole nine. I'm curious if uh, MLM is going to get those guys uh, to print some Vespa subframes. Um, I don't know. That'd be cool. I think Vespa's are so hot right now. And, you know, there's other companies doing it, but they're so expensive. I think they might be able to do a little cheaper. Maybe. Probably not, but by the time you pay shipping and everything, it's it's going to cost three hundred bucks no matter what per subframe, you know. Yeah. So if you're going to get it somewhere, might as well support a company that's in your area as well. Um, kind of nice. Here's a thought: since I'm doing, I was redoing these two bikes, and I really wanted to do. I was like, because before I even knew I was selling them or had them sold, I was like, I already had the plan of building them. I already ordered the parts that I was getting, and I did one with the race crank, and I did one with the stock crank, just new bearing steels gaskets because i was like well i know a stalker can be reliable like should i have gone ahead and put a race crank in it or should i not like i don't know it's like you're selling i know i'm gonna potentially sell the bikes but it's like i think it's most people aren't gonna like kit and big like do all the big things like some people just want to ride a bike top in. yeah it just depends on who you're selling it yeah. to like stock top in on the one no race crank yeah but it's p52 Stock top end, slightly ported. Yeah, I wouldn't race crank It'll that. It'll do 40. If you put a DR kit on it, on the other one, that I would... Yeah. Like, it's not going to, like, break the crank. I know, like, the weekends, like, the fucking... Or the Hobbit's the fucking variator side crank. But it's like, I'm not doing anything crazy to it. I was just like... It's also budget. Like, what do people want to spend on it? Amanda? Like, you're going to sell the bike for what? Mm. Let's just say your number is 800 bucks, right? I mean, your bottom line's the bottom line. Your time is worth something. So, you spend the money on a race crank and a kit... And all the extra upgrades, the price is still eight hundred dollars, yeah. no matter what. And so you've got to figure out like, how can I make it worth my time to put these bikes out in the wild? You know, because so that it's more than just a hobby. I'm actually able to get something from it to pay for my time and possibly pay for some parts. So you start dumping lots of money in it. Like you got to keep it cheap, you know, because you've got yeah. money in the bikes, hundred seventy five, two hundred bucks, and just buying a roller, maybe, you mm-hmm. know. And you know, it adds up quick. You know, doing a rebuild, doing all the things. But they should be good, solid, reliable bikes, ready to go down the road for a bit. Hopefully enjoy them. Now, me personally, I put a race crank in everything because I don't want them coming back. <laughs> that <laughs> one went to That's someone who knows people in mopeds. Yeah, they both know people. So. so hopefully it's like they get them and like their friends will help them work on it. And like if they want to do upgrades, they can do it themselves. New like, bearings exactly. and seals are important. They're going to be on the road for a little bit before they have to fuck with it. And really, you probably could have gotten away if you had a good crank. No race crank at all. Like, hey, that's your upgrade later. Like, yeah. you know. Well, the one's got the kit, so I didn't want to like. Kit yeah, if you're it. gonna kit it, put a yeah. race crank yeah. in it. I was like, I'm, if I'm kidding, I'm gonna put a crank in it and like do the clutch springs. And then the stock one is like no clutch. The failure springs. comes from a lot of that extra torque and RPM you're getting out of it. You know. Yeah, it wasn't made for that extra pull and keeping that belt loose. Goosey goosey, dude. But that's it, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks Episode for having us 64, again. Sixty-four, another week. If you guys have someone you want to be on the podcast or a topic you think we should get into, um, hit us up. You can email us at mopinmoneypodcasts at gmail.com. Also, we got new Tomo shirts done. Have you seen them? No. No. Nor nor do I want to. It's a Tomo shirt. <laughs> oh, look. Uh, it's on fire. Uh, <laughs> new Tomo shirt. Oh, so nice. Put in a nice uh, light royal blue with the exploded view. What gets me is the that's the A3 cylinder with a reed block. And brr, a little Tomos jam, did a little different font. I thought the oh, A3 like the was piston port. 
Is it like a Euro A3? I don't know things, man. I think you fucked your shirt up, bud. <laughs> Whatever, you know. I don't know things. But yeah, we got that. We got a bunch of other stuff. If you guys want to buy something and support the show, you can hit it up at mopedmoney.com. We do fast shipping. Gets it out. And it supports us buying other weird things that we don't need to buy. Um, Are you bringing stuff to Florida? Yeah, I'm going to bring some things to Tampa. If you want things you can message us directly do, do we have a we're bringing a prize first to contact us kind of yeah yeah we're doing that i think we mentioned it before we can say yeah. it again i don't want to do it every week and then like whatever then we forget we're gonna bring a prize back um i think we're also gonna bring a raffle pack for them to raffle off so there'll be a prize pack from open money podcast and mm-hmm. if your club is throwing a rally this year and you would like us to sponsor your rally by providing a rally pack or something. Fuck off. Hit me up. Uh, let us know. We you're can, actually going to do it? Yeah, we, we can do it. Like, I don't care. We'll do stuff to put the word back out there and, like, support rallies and help people get cool stuff. Um, and I don't know. That's it. Do we have That's Moped it. Money's podcast-specific t-shirts as well? We do. We have two. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. One with the little logo, then we got the uh, exploded eye exam thing that says a bunch of funny things on it, like uh, rip dicks and these nuts. And it probably should have said something about uh, nugget porn, but it doesn't. Didn't. Nugget porn, <laughs> but it didn't. <laughs> Tomos on fire. Um, um, all right, we're tired. Let's get out of here. Yeah, See you. wrap it up. Let me eat that dinner. So, um, what are your favorite mopeds? I already ate your dinner. <laughs> Touch a flower, was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free, locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh, boy. Wop, wop, wop.